Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. No, but that was too loud. Closer. <laughs> Do it again. Try it again. Keep going. Keep going. Uh-oh. Like was that, more, but only one like, note. Was it kind of like... Yeah, but no, it had kind of like a... It had... <laughs> if you had to write it out like in a comic book, it would say toot. <laughs> oh. Not... <laughs> You know what I mean? Not, but I don't not know how P-F-F-F-T. to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be pfft. It was more like... like kind of like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hair shorter. It wasn't quite that big. It was subtle. Oh. Closer. Now I can't do it again. <laughs> it's kind of hard. <laughs> make the perfect fart sound. I can't. It's like... No, that was okay, too Okay, gun to your head. Gun to your head. Oh, that was actually really close. <laughs> See, I just had to put a gun to your head. Oh my goodness. Wow. Ah, I'm glad I can deliver. Yeah, that was good. Good stuff. Good I'm great under pressure. I'm, I'm the diamond. worst. I get like scared. I'm like, what's a fart sound like? How do, can you can what you give is me an example? <laughs> Give me an example. Please. Can I have the language of origin? <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? <gasps> uh, are we starting? Is this the episode? No. It should be. We should start now. Hi, America. Enjoy that intro. <laughs> we just, you know what? You guys can see how it's all made. You know what I'm saying? A little peek is, behind the, the curtains. How the sausage is made? Yeah. <laughs> the, the soul sausage. Like, yeah. You know, fuck it. I'm leaving it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> this is the Night Guys podcast where we make it's fart sounds. It's spooky season and we are fully just, we're knee deep in spook. <laughs> and that's what that was. <laughs> we were reenacting a toot. That Erica was a witness to in a cemetery. <laughs> Guys, let me just give you these bullet points real quick. Okay. Went to a cemetery. Mm-hmm. There were six stops. It was put on by the Historical Society. At each that stop, night? you're at a gravesite and actors reenact a scene from the person's life so you get to understand them better. 
Bobby happened to sit down on a retaining wall area, so he's about eye height with a butt. <laughs> and the said butt let out the most fragile and sincere of toots <laughs> right in Bobby's <laughs> bubble. Face. Did you check for pink eye? Uh, no, but I have not laughed that hard. And I had my mask on, and I've never been so happy to have my face concealed <laughs> while actors are talking about a dead person at their grave. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, fuck. It was insane. Oh, it was Ugh. the best. And him and I both paused the same amount of time, which was like two or three seconds before we both looked at each other. <laughs> And we both knew. We knew it was happening. <laughs> and that made it so much funnier. <gasps> and he precious. had to sit there through the whole <laughs> monologue. That's precious, though. That's precious that Bobby was just right there for it. Yeah, it, so many emotions. <laughs> it was a roller coaster. I loved it. Best money I've spent to laugh I love that, hard. that you didn't check for pink eye, which he could totally have. Well, the guy had uh, jeans on, so that helps. <laughs> he had a butt mask on. <laughs> Guys, if there is a cemetery tour that you can go to in uh, spooky season, I recommend it. YouTube can be tooted on while watching actors discuss it. <laughs> Dead person. That's so sad. <laughs> Poor Bobby. Ah, <laughs> uh, I loved it. Okay, wait. Gun to your head, quick. Do it again. Do the I don't know sound. if I can. Well, you guys do already it. heard it. Do it again. How did I do it? See, I don't. I won't believe. Okay, you're thinking about it too much. You're thinking about it too much because I already did it, and I you wouldn't too. put it back to my head. <laughs> Guess I would. <laughs> wow. I'm not do it again. <laughs> oh, that, that was good. <laughs> two for two. Oh. Uh, that's all right, baby. Untouchable. <laughs> Satan himself can't kill me. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, Come at me, brah. Do you wow. like... Uh... I don't know. Guys... If you're watching Midnight Mass, I really Ugh. need you to <laughs> write us on Instagram because I had a lot of a lot of feelings about Haunting of Bly Manor. And in case you didn't know, spoilers, my feelings were of extreme hatred. <laughs> hated mm -hmm. it. Hated everything about it. No. I like the chick with the shaved head. She was cool. But and I feel sad she was in such a Horrible show. And I liked the first episode, I think. And then all of it just made me angry. I didn't watch it. But I'm I want you to watch it because... Ah, no, you I said the accents were too horrible. I know. I, I just need you to hear how bad they are. <laughs> I need you to feel torture. Like watch me. it while you cross-stitch me something. <laughs> Freeform cross-stitch while you watch that. And it will be like a masterpiece of... Uh, that's the thing anger. like when i'm cross-stitching i need something good on otherwise we'll end up like trash trash shit i want that the trash shit yeah okay <laughs> the only person that i liked out of the 
uh, Midnight Mass so far is the police officer guy. Like him. He's the only the one that makes sense. Yeah, he's like the only one that I was like, I yeah. like you. You're I like normal. Pregnant girl. She's okay. She's okay. She's just kind of like dry toast. She has like a little bit of a slow arc. She gets better. She becomes toast with butter. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I read like a, I skimmed an article about the dude who writes and directs this shit. Mm-hmm. And they were accusing him more or less of like, he picks, mm, he picks like settings and topics that are traditionally horror. Mm-hmm. But his series Delivery. is, says, like his shows aren't <sighs> fucking what is happening within that horror setting Mm -hmm. isn't horror it's just kind of boring yeah i kept like waiting for stuff to happen it's just weird it's like that's how haunting a blind manor was it's like weird like existential like supposed to make you just like (sighs) no feel bummed and like what is happening i thought i was supposed to be like scared every once in a while nothing's happening if I want, like, weird, creepy, just st- just weird shit, I'll watch, like, Eraserhead or something from, like, a long time ago that's just, like, fucking weird. Like, if I'm in the mood for, for something real. weird, I'll watch something like What's that. What's another not, one? There's another one this. that is in that same... Oh, I'm not going to think Blue Velvet? What? What's that? Um, I don't think I know that. I know. National Dude. Velvet. No. Elizabeth Taylor, first movie. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Local hero. Shout out. No. Um, it's, it's a long... It's What'd long you call it? Blue vein. Velvet? Blue Velvet. The, the description says... Um, a 1986 neo-noir mystery thriller film written by... Written, directed by David Lynch. This is another mm. David Lynch movie. Okay. Um... I don't think I've seen it. I guess this guy returns home after his father has a stroke. He discovers a severed ear in an abandoned field and blah, 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 mystery. Is it good? I liked it. Laura Dern's in it. I'll have to watch it. Dennis Hopper. I don't think I've seen it. (laughs) What? No. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but like when I want something weird, I'm going to watch a David Lynch movie. (laughs) Yeah, understandable. I'm not going to watch Haunting of Blind Manor. I will not. Don't do that to me. I'm really irritated that I can't think... There's, like, a movie I know is, like, right in the, the Rolodex guy. of my mind, and that is in that same vein. That's, like, uh, mm, like, like it, but it's, like... Google says similar movies to Eraserhead. Because it's, like... Blue Velvet was listed. Hey, nice, dude. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. Like, what's something but, that's, like, uncomfortable that, like, I like watching? There's something that... Holland Drive? I didn't like that. I didn't either. You didn't either? I didn't understand. Like, why? What? I'd rather watch uh, Memento. Yeah. Much better. because of Guy Pierce. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) He's absolutely on the dream boat. I don't care what you say. I I would stab you. (laughs) I just... to the anchor. uh, (laughs) Hey, if he's tied there is also, I mean, let's uh let's just all let's all get on that anchor with him. What am I Wait, he's gonna be on the anchor? Okay, well I'll just I'll, just do, I'll be yeah. down there. I'll be down I'll there. Be, I'll wait. I'll wait. I don't care. I'll help him. With whatever. Oh, he can't come until Wednesday? I'll but I have to go down there now. 
and I it's mean, and if it's he needs Thursday. Me to wait, I, I'll hold this spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> He's definitely uh, coming there, right? But yes. Okay, good for sure. Okay, He'll be there. <laughs> How dare he say no? To an invitation what? Okay, to now it. I'm going into another question that I have not. <gasps> Brazil. That's another weird movie. I didn't like that. That movie's so fucking weird. <laughs> not, I don't know if anybody really likes Brazil. I don't think anyone does. Does anyone like it? Really? I don't know. Speed date question. That would be a good one. <laughs> Thoughts on Brazil? <laughs> They're like the country? No. <laughs> you can stay. That was your response. Yes, the country. Sure, whatever. What's the other one? Uh, fuck, uh, Space Odyssey or whatever the hell it's called. That one, too. 2001. Yeah, I hate that. It's very claustrophobic and slow. Oh, I just, yeah, like, what? Why do we like this? Why is this a thing when they have a montage of, like, best movies? Why is it always in it? Can we just, can we erase that? Can we erase her head that? It's wow. gotta go. It, why is it there? It's not, oh, it was just like so ahead of its time and so many things. And it just talks about how man is and blah. <laughs> Get it out of here. when I watch movies, I want to escape mm-hmm. humanity. <laughs> I'm watching it to empty my mind. I agree. Uh, I'll think of whatever it was that's like a weird ass mm. movie that... I, there's something, and I'm not. It's not coming to the mind. Aww, okay. mm. Oh well. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to know your guys' thoughts on Midnight Mass. <sighs> oh fuck that movie show. Mm-hmm. Movie show. My mom calls when back in the day when I used to go to the movie theater. She'd always mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, you're going to the show." I oh god, it. I remember. I remember because we would go. Oh, we're going. What time's like, oh, the show? Going to the show. What time is the show? Yes, let's go. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I miss the show. <laughs> I miss going. I miss getting my my popcorn, no oil because it hurts my tums. And oh god, that stuff kills me. Me too. And it. some people go. You, you people, it. you people who go to the pump and hit it and just let <gasps> that spout go all over it. What you, you beasts. <laughs> What They'll are you doing? They'll survive the apocalypse with the cockroaches. For real, dude. Like, I'm like, that stuff is preserving you from the inside what out. What is that? <laughs> I, I can't handle it. It's like, it's good while you eat it, I guess. But like, the mo- if it's a long movie, I feel it before the movie's ended. And if it's short, like when I'm, like when we would, like, pre-baby, which is mm-hmm. basically pre-COVID at this point, for when like, <laughs> we went to a movie theater, um... And, you know, we'd see, like, a eight or nine show, come back, and more or less, even then, we were, like, old people, and then go to bed. And then I'd be For like, sure. fuck, my stomach is not cool. And it's like, I would always you can feel, feel like the popcorn feel the, in it. The oil just, 100%. like, coating everything from yes. your teeth on. Even if you brush your teeth, you're you still, like... You a million percent know what's bothering you right now is that oil. <laughs> it's what unmistakable. It I don't know. But I miss the popcorn without that. That I miss. And I miss my soft pretzel. And I miss my you know wine or my cider that I get. soft pretzels at Trader Joe's. I know, but I miss sitting in a theater chair and just chowing down on, like, at least, like, a 
over thousand calorie platter of just food. I miss it. <laughs> and then like don't that's without the booze. <laughs> oh my god. That's an expensive ass night. It is. We would go to one movie, which is like what, like thirty something dollars for him and I mm-hmm. to go. And then we at least get two to three I'd get a wine, he'd get beer, three each. Oh my average. god. Average. And then we get a pretzel because you need a pretzel and salt to help with you the gotta booze. balance. And then you gotta get popcorn. <laughs> and you and have you can't to get, get the get small popcorn. popcorn. You gotta get the biggest popcorn they got no because sense. that's stupid. It's, it's frugal. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a hundred bucks just Easy. gone. <laughs> Sean and I were laughing about that the other day because we were like, God, how have, we, how have we been able to save so much money? And I was like, Babe, we don't go on like any dates anymore. We go nowhere. Because we used to go to the movies fairly often. Same. I miss this. I miss it so much. We had a badass theater, and I was like, I'm happy to go to this theater that nobody went to in LA, which was cool. I'm not going to say where it was. Yeah, and I like the loungy chairs. That was always nice. The recliners. Oh, so good. I miss it. But we were talking about that same thing, and it's like, dude, when you add it all up, like you said, it's like, fuck, we're close to like $100. (laughs) If more, not more. And, uh, to rent out a theater here is like around a hundred dollars. We're like we could rent it out and no one's there and just bring our own shit. And we haven't. And then, or even if we didn't, it's like well, we haven't gone in like over like pretty much two years. Mm-hmm. So it's like well, Maybe. it's kind of worth it to just go big once. Then <laughs> I don't know. Maybe get like a couple of people to go with you. Yeah, well, you. I'll let you know. Okay. We can go see, uh, I told Bobby when we were talking about it, I'm like, well, if we do it, like, can we see the Matrix? Oh, yeah. And he was like, Matrix definitely needs to be seen on a movie theater screen. I'm like, yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I'm kind of excited. I'm a little nervous, kind of excited. Me too. Sean's like, not sure how he feels about but it But that's yet. where He's the like, two to three oh. wines come into play. You don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> you got soft pretzel. <laughs> Caring level has gone down significantly. <laughs> Just as long as new news on the screen. That's all that matters. It's true. I know. I love him. He's a good dude. Uh, well, guys, now that we're 17 minutes into this episode, maybe we should talk about it. Oh, I mean, I guess. Or we can keep talking about it. I w- I'll talk for hours. Well, I've got some news that you may hate. So oh, no. let's get that out of the way. Matri- Matrix 4 is said to be horrible. <laughs> Matrix 4, uh, <laughs> delayed indefinitely. <laughs> that would be the worst news. Dude, we should seriously look into renting the theater. Okay. What's the other movie that's coming out? There's Matrix. There's... <sighs> Has the new Candyman come out? Yes. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. I suck. I was just talking to someone about it today. Damn um, it. I'm so behind. Um, 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 you know what would be really fun to see in a rented out theater and just be super wasted and rowdy? Mm. I don't know if you'll be on board with this, but you would still go. What? what? We should all go. <laughs> we should all go see Top Gun. Fucking God. I hate that movie so Iceman. much. Val <laughs> Kilmer is supposed to be in I it. Oh. What do you mean? Suppose the oh the new the new one? Yeah, it would be so one. funny. We gotta go. Not Val Kilmer funny, but just going to no, see that. I, was like, <laughs> I thought you were me. saying that. No, I love him. But 
It would be fun. Uh, Take my breath over. <laughs> I want to get money to Scientology. You're not. The they have free. enough. They don't give a shit what we're doing. Whatever. Right. I'll think about it. It would be so funny. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I want to go. Well, the nice thing about it is that it's not. If good. we rented a movie theater, we could all like yell at the screen. <laughs> yes, it would be, it would be so because, fun. Because Sean and I have basically become animals, and we like talk over the movie and like yell at characters constantly. <laughs> so, like, I don't think we can go to movie theaters like normal people anymore. We don't know how to be civilized. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that makes me happy. Good job. We've been. We recently rewatched um, Total Recall because mm. we both were like we just needed something in our lives, and I think we've we know almost all of the lines to that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a good while, dude. One of my favorite scenes is the one that keeps playing over and over on like you know how Netflix has like that preview. Mm, yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> no sense. The scene where ever. he's trying to basically go through customs and he's dressed up as a woman, <laughs> and she's just like two weeks. <laughs> Like, I don't know. We just can't. We can't stop laughing whenever we see it. So, I, I really re- recommend that you rewatch that. Uh, but yeah, we can't. We're, we don't know how to be civilized human beings anymore. We've lost that ability. Well, that will mix well because if we were in a theater together and you guys are being uh, hecklers, then <laughs> that will be great because Bobby and I never get to be because of Esme. Mm. So I feel like him and I will finally. Be- <laughs> We're nightmares. We're so bad. In my mind, I am. It just, if I get, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we let our thoughts um, known Mine to our, each too other. Loud. That's why I have to censor myself. <laughs> Otherwise, then I have to put a baby back to bed. <laughs> it's not worth it. So much you need soundproofing all through your house. I do. I do. Well, okay, so my news that you're probably going to hate. Okay. Um, Unearthed recording alleges that Einstein was enlisted to examine the Roswell wreckage. Okay. I only say hate because it involves Roswell, so. Roswell, I like. Do you, though? I don't like. I don't like the idea. I don't know. I have a lot of conflicting feelings about Roswell. (laughs) I don't enjoy. Okay, I. Okay, what do you enjoy and what do you not enjoy? I like the idea that the aliens they found are dead. I don't like the idea that there's the one that's alive aliens. and it's oh. taken underground and, like, abused. Because then I'm like, that's kind of fucked. I don't like it. And then you feel bad abuse. for it. And but then, then you I'm don't like, want to feel bad for it. It's an alien. Mm, mm-hmm. I just don't like abuse. Just kill it. Good God, dude. That's the only time you'll hear me say that. It only applies to aliens. <laughs> Don't abuse it. Just kill it. It's kind of red. You can get the red lovely. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so dark. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, okay. Send it away. Uh, the news, the article says, <laughs> in a recently unearthed recording of an interview conducted Ew. nearly 30 years ago. I don't like that it's a recording. A former assistant to Albert Einstein alleges that the famed scientist was enlisted to examine the Roswell wreckage, including the E.T. occupants of the downed craft. UFO okay. researcher Anthony Bregalia... Bourdain? Unco- <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
R.I.P. Uh, Maybe he was the... our... We don't, we don't know. That is true. Uh, uncovered the remarkable revelation when he tracked down ufologist Sheila Franklin, uh, who interviewed Dr. Shirley Wright in 1993 about her time working with Einstein in the summer of 1947. Okay. As luck would have it, Franklin still had the taste from her conversation with the former assistant, and what she told the researcher was nothing short of stunning. According to Wright, she accompanied Einstein to what had been dubbed, quote, a crisis conference that was hastily held in July of 1947 at a remote Army air base in the American Southwest. Upon their arrival, the duo entered a hangar that was under heavy security, and when they entered the building, they discovered that it contained a rather curious craft that appeared to have sustained significant damage. It was quote says it was disc shaped short sort of concave right recalled its size stood up to one fourth of the hangar floor uh while her response to the strange scene was one of wonderment half curiosity maybe half fear she said that einstein was quote not disturbed at all and instead was primarily concerned with what sort of insights about propulsion and the universe could be gleaned from the vehicle so he nerded out okay Completely. He was like, I'm geeking <laughs> out, guys. Um, so the strange event took an even weirder turn, Wright c- claimed, when the pair were then presented with the bodies of nearly five indistinguishable beings mm. that had been apparently been aboard the craft. The scientist's former assistant's assistant observed that they were about five feet tall, without hair, with big heads and enormous dark eyes, and their skin was gray with a slight greenish tinge. Uh, but for the most part, their bodies were not exposed, being dressed in tight-fitting, really sexy suits. Spassuits. I may have editorialized a little. Uh, <laughs> the duo were then taken to another area where there was still a living being. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that was struggling to stay alive and making strange sounds, but no coherent words or communication. I like they're like they- no coherent. Maybe he's just uh, or she is not speaking yell language. Maybe it's coherent to other aliens. Now I'm defending it. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Uh, Shortly thereafter, Wright told Franklin, uh, she and Einstein were ushered away from the base and the famed scientist was tasked with writing a report about the event while I was just told to keep my mouth shut. It would appear that she did just that. (laughs) Keeping the story secret until 1993 when she finally felt an obligation to reveal it to the world. Alas, she passed away in 2015 and the decades-old recording appears to be her only telling of the jaw-dropping experience. Attempts to determine Einstein's whereabouts at that time that the crisis conference was uh, held have so far proven futile as archivists have been unable to produce his exact schedule from the time period in question. Hmm. I mean, so, what does she have to gain from it? Seriously, she's old. She was like... Fuck it. I can finally talk because it's, I don't know... 2005 or whatever you said it's like leave it was her like alone. 50 years later or whatever so i think there's a lot to be like or there's a lot that's a lot mm-hmm. I, I mean it makes sense right if you're the military and you're in this position and you're trying to put together like the a team of people to figure out how they crack scientists like spaceship is gonna <laughs> you know, function and make it, like, available to our military so we can rule the world, you're going to call in Einstein. That's, like, your first person you'll call over there teaching at Yale or Harvard or wherever the hell he was. It's, like, you're going to get him. I mean, that makes sense. And then you're going to call Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Lara Croft. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
There you go. Yeah. Crack team. I like it. You know who else they're going to call? Who? William Shatner. That's my news. So. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor E. Moore. Star Trek's famed Captain Kirk. Also played by Trade Dream, Chris Pine. Will soon (laughs) venture into space. (laughs) For realsies, guys. For realsies. Mm. He's joining the crew of the second Blue Origin launch that is scheduled for next week, y'all. Rumors. Wait, Shatner's going into space. He's beaming up. Oh my god, it's happening! I hope he says that while he's up there. Oh, I he, he better. Has to if say he does, if he doesn't just completely do a monologue from one of the episodes, I will be <laughs> very disappointed. <laughs> uh, rumors that the legendary entertainer would be a participant in the launch had been circulating for the last few weeks, and his inclusion in the endeavor was finally made official on Monday in a statement issued by Blue Origin. Shat marveled that I've heard about space for a long time now. I'm taking the opportunity to see it for heard myself. about space for a while. Yeah, that's his quote. <laughs> kind of like involved with it. Uh, what a miracle. Ooh. Remarkably, the actor will actually wind up making history with the launch set for October 12th, so soon, by becoming the oldest peep ever to venture into space. And he's 90. And he looks amazing. I was going to say, that fool is old. He looks crazy good to me, though. We saw him in person in the flesh like uh, two years ago, and it was one of the best things oh, I've ever Comic-Con? watched. Yeah, he was a panel, and uh, when I saw it on the schedule, I'm like, we got to go sit in on this. This will be fun. We don't know how long this guy's going to be alive. We should go see Shatner talk. Mm-hmm. And we did. And he was in one of the bigger rooms. He was in one of the ballrooms, and uh, it was so fun. He was so funny. I loved everything about it. He read excerpts from his book, took questions. It was the best. He was super funny. And that was like two years ago. Um, The pending rocket launch is actually not the first time that Shatner has been attached to a private space company, as the BBC reports, that around a decade ago, the actor had been in discussions with Virgin Galactic to participate in one of their launches. However, he said, talks fell apart when company founder Sir Richard Branson wanted the Hollywood star to fund his own flight. Quote, he wanted me to go up and pay for it, Shatner said in 2011 interview. And I said, hey, you pay me and I'll go up. I'll risk my life for a large sum of money. But he didn't pick me up on my offer. Fortunately, it would appear that Blue Origin is footing the bill for the next week's flight, which will undoubtedly attract considerable attention as legions of Star Trek fans watch the beloved Enterprise captain make history. That's sweet. Uh, I love it. I think it's so cool he's going up. Just like, if there's anyone that is fitting to go up, it's Shatner. It's a Shat attack. I hope he does something for um, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, that would be lovely. I like that. I love that. I I got one more little noozle that I have to share. It popped up on my phone news feed today. And when I saw it, I was (laughs) like, yes, yes, yes. Um, A Bay Area animal rescue was called to save a pet tarantula. Turns out it was a Halloween decoration. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was so excited. I was like, oh, Spidey. Yeah. And in the picture, there's a huge ass Tupperware with the Halloween decoration inside. (laughs) So stupid. 
I hope that whoever had to drive their ass out there to come and rescue this spider got a big old donation to their place. Because that's fucked up. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sending you the picture of it. When the Peninsula Humane Society received a call regarding a pet tarantula that was supposedly stranded on top of a house in San Mateo, an animal control officer rushed over to the scene with a plastic enclosure in tow. Using a ladder, the officer climbed up to the roof where the wayward arachnid was waiting as the concerned caller and two of the homeowners looked on. Once she reached the top and was able to get a closer look look it dawned on her it was just a forgotten halloween decoration <laughs> quote she said it looked like it had been up there for a while said no, oh her no. name's buffy tarbox this name is bananas awesome wait wait the rescue person yeah buffy is like the vampire's mm-hmm. lair and then the last name is tar box just like you think it would be spelled buffy tarbox wow <laughs> wow great. That's a great name. The Peninsula. It made up. It does. Humane Society's communications manager, who shared a photo of the eight-legged uh, legged hoax on Instagram on Sunday afternoon, said, quote, I guess if you don't like spiders, that's a better outcome. The officer removed it from the shingles anyway, and when she revealed the news to bystanders, everyone waiting below, they couldn't help but laugh, uh, said Carbox. <laughs> Um, it's great. And for good reason, the mishap, which occurred sometime in the last month, uh, wasn't all that unusual. Though tarantulas aren't common pets, they are available for adoption at the Humane Society. Aww. It's funny. Sean's friend, um, takes care of and breeds snakes sometimes. And oh. he's, he keeps trying to get Sean to get one. They're, they're really cute. Like, I love them, but I'm also like, I can't feed you mice. I can't. And they even feel sad feeding them crickets. Like, I just... I know. I, I don't want to put somebody in there to just think, oh, cool. Okay, what? And I know, but then I'd also be like, but you gotta eat. Oh, God. Yeah, like, <laughs> go do it yourself. I don't want to... I don't want to... Don't involve me, please. No, I don't want to be involved. I don't want to facilitate this. <laughs> this is no good but for it me. It makes me sad because they're really cute. And yeah. I, I feel oh, well, like snakes just need I to can't. go be outside doing their thing. Oh, totally. I feel I the same way about birds. Involved. I know. They need to fly. Birds need to fly. Well, that's cool news. Yeah. Fake spiders and chat. Shat in space. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, so today's episode is on something kind of interesting. Um, this came as a suggestion from one of our listeners, one of our Patreon folks. This is from Jeffy. Thank you so much for your suggestion. Thank you. Um, it's about animals as deities. And because we are predictably unpredictable it is partially about that and also some ghost animal stories <laughs> can't help myself i got i took a hard ride no oh judgment um so i'm gonna briefly touch on oh my goodness um <laughs> some deities personified as animals but also uh we personally do believe that all of our animals are gods because mm. obviously they are. Yeah. Um, Honey is the ruler of our household. She gets really upset when anything touches her that's not Sean or myself. She gets really <laughs> upset at Turnip because she is holy. And I feel you. I mean, that's how Elle is, right? Yeah. And they both are. Rue's just sweet about it. She's just 
Rue is like written out of the pages of a Beatrix Potter like book for me. She <laughs> just needs so a little apron cute. and little spect- uh, spectacles like on the little tip of her nose and mm-hmm. she's perfect. I just love her. Elle's more like she's a wild card. <laughs> she has the craziest eyes. She she's does. She's got the craziest face I've ever seen on a cat. Last week I was laying in on like in bed. I was my hope was to read like a couple pages in one of my books. I never did. And while I was trying to, I felt something staring at me. And I looked over and it was Elle on her window seat. And she was just full eyes locked, no blinks in like over 10 minutes. It was a long ass time because it weirded me out. And I looked over and I like, okay, that's what I'm feeling. It's you staring at me. And then I, like, She's... stared back, and that didn't face her. Nothing about her moved. Nothing. She was just locked with me. Do you think she was, like, asleep but awake? So, okay, it went on for a weird amount of time, and I got bored, and I went back to my book, and then I was like, I gotta glance back after a little bit. And she was the same exact thing. Nothing changed. <laughs> and I was like, ew, this is weird. It's been a long time. And so I just stayed with it and stared back at her. And then eventually, like really, truly, like over five minutes, which is a long time to stare at something. That's very scary. And finally, her eyes started to shut. And I'm like, oh, you're sleepy. Okay. Because finally, at a certain point, like three or four minutes in, I started thinking like, am I about to die? Like, are you looking at me because something is wrong with me? I felt very Mm. like, you're waiting for me to take my last breath. (laughs) And then I just stared at her waiting. You were thinking that she was like one of those animals that goes and visits people that are dying. Something fell off and it was, I didn't know what it was. And like I said, four or five minutes is a long time to have thoughts about what's happening. And this is where it went, guys. And then eventually her little eyelids got sleepy and it was the only thing that moved on her whole body after plus five minutes was just the eyes slowly shut. And I was like, oh, you're just a sleepy kitty. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to just fall asleep forever. Mm. (laughs) Okay. That's how the power of (laughs) Elle. It's a lot. Whereas Honey just commands attention all the time she does too but it's just i gotta tomorrow when i go into the bathroom i'm gonna pretend i'm going in there and just sit like with the lid down on the toilet i want you to Mm -hmm. see how she hits the door open (laughs) because like 50 percent of the time it scares the shit out of me even though i know it's about to happen It's really scary. Where it's like I can't. I have to close the door, and if I don't close the door, or that's what's the door, scary, dude. Turnip will like scream at the door, and he'll that's just cute. like she'll somehow she has enough force. I don't lock it, but I shut it where it, it's just barely clicked in, so she can mm-hmm. still. But it takes a lot of force, and she jumps up with two paws and hits it, just barrels into it. It's I love it. <laughs> disturbing <laughs> and when it's past two in the morning it's a lot <laughs> it's, it's like watching a horror movie and you're like i know this shot is set up to scare me and it's gonna happen <laughs> the music is getting that's tense. how it, <laughs> it scares me like 50 percent of the time 50 percent. and then that's she walks in is like Meow, and then presents her butt and her tail at a full vertical and is like 
rub it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. I don't want well, you to hurt me. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, I'm, you don't everybody, know if I, know. I don't know if you know, but you probably know. <laughs> uh, the cats as deities for ancient Egyptians, um, like not everybody. Kind like, of a big deal, not, guys. Not entirely sure if they were worshipped as deities, but they were they looked were. at as like. They had to have been. They were very important. Side note. Especially I, alive as as well as in the afterlife. Have you seen on Instagram the reels that are videos? I never watched these, but I saw this recently either. because Esme asked to watch cat videos. She mm, specifically mm-hmm. asked to watch cats that fall down. And I was oh. like, because <laughs> she saw a video of one that slipped off a table and she thought it was really silly. Okay. It's like a YouTube like compilation of like funniest cat videos. Sure, sure. And she said the cat was okay, but she said she wanted to watch it. <laughs> and uh, somehow it got me to, like, I was like, oh, we'll just look on Instagram and look up cats and watch, like, reels of it or something. And mm-hmm. there's, like, a thing going around that's cats where you film their eyeballs, and there's, like, some weird, like, kind of, like, snake charmer flute that plays, and their pupils get bigger. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be Egyptian music, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, when... I'm like, what is this? What is this? I I haven't actually watched any. I've like I've heard about it, but I know what you're talking about. It it's, made me I, laugh when we were watching cat videos. I was like, "What is this?" It made me almost want to play it to L. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it for my cats because I don't know. I want to read about it before I play it, right? If, make sure it's not like upsetting to them. Yeah, totally. Um, but as far as cats with ancient Egyptians, like they were mummified alongside their humans i'm gonna tell myself it's after they died natural death because you can't handle it otherwise but um they were i mean like while cats were alive i mean they were super important to their humans i mean they would keep snakes away scorpions like they were basically pest control as well as companionship um and so they i mean they featured them in in ancient artworks, like playing and chasing birds and just like laying down or being near their parents, their human parents. Um, so I don't know. I think that cats were rightfully cherished back in the day. But I don't really want to talk about this too much because there's just so much on it that I don't want it to get dull. <laughs> but I did want to talk about some deities per- personified as animals. Love it. Um... Ow. I'm sorry. I'm old and shifting my body sometimes hurts in my chair. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Uh-oh. this guy called Bobby. B-A-B-I. Or Baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Love. Uh, lesser known than his more famous cousins, Anubis or Sekhmet. How do you say Sekhmet? Because it's mm-hmm. not that. Is it that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Bobby was a bloodthirsty deity and the alpha of all baboons. Mm. <laughs> Animals noted for their anger, anger and sexual activity. Love it. So this, this sculpture is just, it's like a baboon sitting there with his hands on his knees. And it looks like a dong just kind of, <laughs> of dangling there. Does. It's not great um but greatly respected for his own strength as well as his virility gross uh ancient egyptian males who wished to shall we say 
continue to give their wives full salutes in the afterlife. <laughs> Wait, what is happening? <laughs> Pray to Bobby. Wait, but he is like a primate? He looks like a primate person? Yeah, but he was he like... a bonobo? No, he was a baboon. I can't trust those bonobos. They love orgies. But they're really sweet, though. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so they would pray to Bobby. And his <laughs> his Johnson was said to adorn the doors of the kingdom of heaven, as well as functioning as the mast for the underworld fairy. <laughs> cool. Um, so Humble his Brian. diet... Can- <laughs> Diet consisted entirely of the entrails of the dead, a wow. task that he relished thanks to his nature, because of course he was like angry, I guess. Um, sometimes okay. he would even take the place of Amit, the devourer of the dead, and consume the souls of the unrighteous after they had been judged. Uh, because of his all-consuming rage, spells were needed to protect oneself from Bobby, as he was prone to murder without provocation. Cool. Sounds like a nice dude. Sounds good. Why not? <laughs> Come to my next birthday. <laughs> um, there's another one that's called Hanumam. Okay. And this is uh, one of the only three major Hindu gods with animal characteristics. Um, is known as a Vanara, which is an ape-like humanoid that has the power to transform his shape at will. Cool. Uh, as well as, uh, it just says some other powers. But he is the son of a cloud nymph cursed to be a monkey. And Wait, Vayu- he is the son of a cloud nymph and he is cursed to be a monkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Vayu, the wind god. Uh, oh, so he was the son of a cloud nymph, which was, cloud nymph was cursed to be a monkey. And then Vayu, the wind god. So he is the son of those two dudes. Okay. Or people things gods um (laughs) stuff (laughs) he is now rain no uh hanumam (laughs) inherited a curious nature as well as a troublesome streak over the years he was slowly stripped of his powers by the other deities as punishment for his numerous transgressions such as trying to eat the sun which he thought was fruit i get it (laughs) (laughs) um after becoming king of the monkeys, uh, Hanumam led them to help the god Rama recover his wife Sita from the demon Ravana. It was during that fight that the most prevalent image of Hanumam emerged uh, the, uh, as a god with the blackened face and tail. And he was caught trying to escape the Ra- Ravana's palace after some successful espionage and the demon type, whatever. It just, it goes on and on. Uh, Confusing story for me. Uh, he is a monkey god, kind of. Trouble love it. I, I want. I wish. I like in India that they have all of the, the gods and different characters and people and mm-hmm. things that you can worship. Like kind of like in. I don't like all the saints in Catholicism. Like those no, bother me. But like They're I like the, the idea to me. of it. And I like other religions well, that have, they like, stole a it from everyone pantheon else. <laughs> and, like, I like that. Well, I can give a quick sum up That's here. That's why I so... like witchcraft, because it's, like... Oh, yeah. Here's this goddess, and this, like, you know, like, entity or being and mm-hmm. all these things, and I like that. 
same. Uh, so, okay, so, sorry. Hanumam emerged, or he tried to escape Ravana's palace. The demon tied him up and lit his tail on fire, which no. is really mean. But then the monkey king, is, king escaped by transforming to an immense size, and then he broke oh free God. of his bonds and then burned down Ravana City, because hey. fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, demon guy. Take it. Good for him. <laughs> Go, monkey dude. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, mm, do you want to hear about a Mesopotamian god? Yes. Especially because this picture. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to send you this article. And um, this is number seven. Okay. Um, do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? You do I it. Kind of want to, okay. Mine, it takes me forever to open links. All right. So, an ancient Mesopotamian god, Dagon, was commonly represented as a half-man, half-fish in the existing evidence we have of him. I like it. He looked like he gutted a fish and just wore it as a hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Um, Most likely due to the fact that the ocean was the supreme source of food for the people of the area. However, when the plow came along, which Dagon was said to have invented, he became more of a vegetation god while still maintaining his fish-like characteristics. <laughs> they first show him with the hoodie and then also more like a merman or yeah. like he just chopped a fish in half and just yanked the fish butt on. At <laughs> um, <laughs> one time, the second most important deity in the area, Dagon was eventually succeeded by his son, the storm god Baal. As with many of the gods of this time, there were are not a lot of surviving myths about him. Um, though, just like his invention of the plow, he is credited with discovering grain and giving it to mankind. Uh, nevertheless, he was extremely popular and thought to have been worshipped by the Babylonians, the Assyrians, and the uh, Akkadians, mm. and perhaps the Philistines of the Christian Bible as well. So, yeah. Into it. <laughs> I like it. Were there any other ones on you? I want you to read number four, please. Number four? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me scroll back up. Let me scroll back up. Wait, am I scrolling the right way? Scroll back down. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. This is apparently Sumerian. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, an ancient Sumerian god, Gugalana. <laughs> That's Such you. a good name. Uh, took the form of a bull and was the <laughs> husband of Ereshkigal, the queen of the Adavald. However, his will was at the mercy of Anu, the sky god, which is the main function of the only myth we know of him. Hmm. Hmm. When the great hero Gilgamesh was was approached by Ishtar, he rebuked her seductions. Rude. Infuriating her, filled with righteous fury. I agree. She Mm -hmm. demanded that Anu send Gugalana down to Earth to punish Gilgamesh. (laughs) Get down there and fuck him up. He conceded, and the great bull fought Gilgamesh and his friend Enkidu, eventually falling in battle and being dismembered by his foes. Uh Uh-oh, backfire. The bull of heaven, (laughs) as he was otherwise known, can be seen in the constellation Taurus, which dipped below the horizon at the spring equinox when his myth first arose as inspiration for his symbolic death and resurrection. 
All right, huh. I have a question. So, like, cool that he is the constellation Taurus, but, like, I gotta ask, and I know this has been discussed before by millions of other people, how the fuck did they come up with shapes and names of None the constellations of from, like, the blobs that, I don't know. that are I in the sky? I want that article. <laughs> You're right. Because that is, like... Like, I have a really good imagination, like, when I'm looking at shapes in the sand, in the clouds, like, rocks. Not that. But, like, this is, that, that's a lot. That's a stretch. I don't get it either. Mm -mm. It really doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I would, when, last night when I let Punky out to do his business in the front yard, Jupiter is, like, really bright right now. And I, like, thought it was, like, fun. I, he was taking his time, so I brought out my, like, Google Sky map, whatever app. And um, and when I was looking at things, I was like, oh, Jupiter is in Aquarius right now. And then I was kind of, like, looking at the app and then looking at this guy, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so I totally get what you're saying. Because that was last night, me in the front yard. <laughs> Like, I, I don't, don't see it. I don't see it. Water bear. What? <laughs> I see yeah. Jupiter. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Don't see I can, I can see the planets bear. and I can see the stars, but I don't see the shapes that they suppose that they're Do claiming. any of them actually make... look like it? I have, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe one does. One out of the 12 has to, right? <laughs> Like Probably not. Ryan's bow kind of yeah, looks like the I, shape of a bow. I can only see his belt. The belt, I can nail that every time the I see it. belt is uh, pretty clear. <laughs> I can see the pleadies. Mm. <laughs> right, I can see the big one? dip. What are your... The big dip, I can see. Oh, yeah. And the little dip. <laughs> Love that soup spoon. Yeah, it's good. Get that ladle. <laughs> Shows me right. right where Bilaris is every time. <laughs> What are your what are your animal ghosts? Okay. So I have a few like kind of like uh lists of things. So we'll see how this goes. This is supposed is to be one of them. Mm. Not the one I'm on right now. I'll, I'll I sent okay. you the second one. Um oh so this one is about 11 pets who returned as ghosts to help or haunt their owners. Oh. Haunt help. I'm going to say they're all helping. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even need to know before reading it. They're all helping. Uh, animals can do no wrong, even Pungy. So I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> that is that is saying quite a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so don't come for me, or I'll send Pungy. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, <laughs> so this one is titled "Ghost Hounds and a Creepy Child Haunt Peter Brady." Don't know who Peter Brady is, but we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, in so my brain specific. immediately was like, isn't that like the guy who plays football? And then I'm like, no, that's Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name could be Peter for Same the sake guy. of the story. Whatever. Uh, Christopher Knight, who is from the Brady Bunch, uh, is this the same guy? <laughs> Tells this strange tale while filming a ghost episode of the Brady Bunch. It is. Oh, shit. Shit. 
The cast was staying at a creepy bed and breakfast. Oh my god, I'm really, I'm really into this story. And stayed up. I love the Brady Bunch. And stayed up late telling ghost stories before finally hitting the sack. Okay. According to Knight, who played Peter, he woke up in the middle of the night to find two hunting dogs sitting at the foot of his bed, staring at him. Then he saw a little girl gazing at him from the doorway. Neither the dogs nor the girl made a sound. The next day, when Knight related his strange encounter, the B&B owner took him to a fireplace where two hunting dogs are depicted in the metal fire guard of the old house's fireplace. They were the same dogs he saw. No one knows that the decorations were inspired by two real dogs once, uh, who lived in the house, but mysterious experience left the actor shaken. Oh, huh. weird. That is kind of weird. I would not like those... I would not like unwanted visits. <laughs> What's interesting is, like, the person at the B&B immediately was like, that means someone else has seen those dogs. Because he's like, let me show you. Yeah, I was going to say that's Sounds not the like first time thing. somebody's come up. Yeah, because he that. would say, instead of just being like, come with me, he'd be like, oh, shit. I've seen those. <laughs> There's dogs in my fucking They're on the fucking place. fireplace thing. We got to go check this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Come, come, young lad. Come, squire. <laughs> come with me. All right, number dos. The black dog of Connecticut will end you. <laughs> this one's short, so I'm confused. Really ominous. Uh, the black dog hangs around Castle Craig in Connecticut, where it has terrorized hikers and castle visitors for decades. Described as small, short-haired, and spaniel-like, the black dog makes no sound, even when it seems to be howling or barking. The spectral pooch comes with its own folklore. If a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. And if twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. Num- it's the grim. <laughs> Numerous people blame the animal for the passings of those who saw the dog three times. And tales of such ends uh, date back to the 1800s. Wow. Mm. Give him a little treat. Then he has no reason to come back. He's busy. Give him a bone. Throw me a freaking bone here. That's what the dog's saying. I figure, like, if you've seen the dog once, don't go back there. Yeah, I mean, if you know that's, like, the deal, we got to go. I got two more times. And if I see him while I'm walking to the car, that's why we got to go at one. (laughs) Because that's two. First time's joy. I don't, stick with joy. I don't want to see him while I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't need sorrow or death. <laughs> Thank you, but no. Thank you, but nearer. Uh, okay, three. The blue ghost dog. He is an avenging spirit. The blue ghost mm. dog legend is one of the oldest ghost stories in the U.S., dating to the 1700s. As the story Jeez. goes, Charles Thomas Sims was attacked by a pack of thieves after a night of drinking and bragging about the amount of gold he had. Sims. Oh, don't be a braggart. You won't be robbed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, I got lots of gold. <laughs> Quick, rob him. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. 18 mile walk back. I'll be fine. <laughs> Good day. 18 mile walk. Like, guys, we gotta follow him, right? He's like, I don't even know where I live now. <laughs> I am a man of the earth. <laughs> Fuck it. We gotta, we gotta take him out. <laughs> He's asking for it. Uh, Sims fought to his last breath with his faithful dog, a blue tick hound, battling at his side. Oh, sweet baby. Aww. What a good puppa. 
In the end, the robbers were too strong for them, and the two fell on a rock along the road and perished. No! I want to hear about that. Uh, I hope that dog just kills everybody. I hate this story. Uh, the thieves buried the gold, and when they returned for it, were beset by a large blue tick hound. The head thief escaped, but soon fell ill and perished. To this day, people say the hound watches over his master's gold. A restaurant oh. and bar takes its name from the blue dog. Oh, I want to go drink there and leave him some, some treatsies. Some milk bones. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go back to my little my little room and all of the gold shall be there. I was gonna say he'll be like Thank and you know you, what? Ma'am. I won't even take it. I'll give it all back to the doggos. I was gonna say just donate it to an animal sanctuary. All the doggos. I'm into it. Wiggy, who sends what? asbestos from beyond. Who sent asbestos? <laughs> Aspastos. <laughs> That's how I'm saying really? it right now in my voice. Yes. Like, actually. No. <laughs> at first I was like, did she mean like his best? And then it just came out funny. No, no I mean like the toxic shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cancer causing crap. Got yes. it. And wiggy. Those are the two word. keywords. <laughs> um, sounds horrible. <laughs> his best is to smell it. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what you're hearing. We can fit that in. It's possible. He's trying his bestest to make you smell it. <laughs> now I'm going to mix them up now that you just said that. Asbestos. 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 <laughs> We're done. Abastus. <laughs> now I just only hear that. Asbestos. I hope he's a boy because then it will be even funnier because it's his bestest. <laughs> uh, the strange encounter occurred after nursery school teacher Deborah Tadman's oldest cat, Wiggy, passed. Grief-stricken, she yes. called animal communicator Sharon Callahan to contact the spirit of her lost pet. As she recounts, Wiggy and I had a very close relationship, and mm. I felt as if I had lost a child. And had seen he had seen me through a marriage, divorce, other relationships, three house moves, and other life experiences. Mm. Uh, Sharon was able to reach Wiggy in the great beyond and told Deborah Wiggy was concerned about her apartment because it was a toxic place. About a year oh. later, Deborah decided to paint her apartment and she discovered his bestest <laughs> <laughs> and, high, and highly toxic mold in the friggin' walls and ceiling oh. and aluminum wiring in grave danger of causing a fire. She's Jesus, forever grateful to Wiggy. She says, to this day, I can't believe how accurate and true that reading was. There's no way that Sharon, the animal medium, could have known that this was taking place and, like, behind her walls. That's crazy. Good job, Thanks, Wiggy. Wiggy. Uh, number five is the haunted intersection where ghost horses roam. <laughs> Into oh, it. Cats and dogs are by far the most common animals reported in hauntings, but large domesticated animals are also reported to return from the grave. In the huh. Chicago suburbs, where this, <laughs> where there are stables and riding trails in the woods near the busy intersection of 95th Street and Keene, one of the trails crosses this dangerous junction. Until recently, there was no traffic control device to allow those on horseback to cross safely, and at least seven people and some horses were slain. Hate it. Ugh. There have been numerous reports of ghost horses or sightings, uh, especially at night or near dusk. Dozens of motorists have seen what appears to be a horse and rider in silhouette attempting to cross from one side of 95th Street to the other. When drivers slow down to look at the pair, they suddenly dissolve from view. 
These huh. figures don't simply disappear near one side of the street or the other, but often right in the middle of the road. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Kind of cool. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Uh, this one is called Yama Returns to Play Ball with Her Human, perhaps because of a Jesus candle. What? <laughs> this I'm about to read. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, the story of Yaba is a typical pet haunting testimonial. On August 30th, 2011, Yaba passed 11 days before her 17th birthday. She and owner Marine were inseparable. Yaba was her rock and the love of her life, she said, aside from her son. One night, Marine woke up and found her beloved friend passed. She was mm. devastated, desperate, and in the throes of grief, Marine began calling out to Yaba while taking pictures, hoping she could get just a glimpse oh of the dog spirit gosh. in one of her photos. That's kind of like... Oh. Uh, that makes me sad. For... Yeah, but it's also kind of like smart, because if she's like all in for that, it like it's kind of smart in a way, I guess. It is. It's just making me sad. Yeah, I agree. The second picture taken caught an image that looks like a dog. After taking the picture, Maureen made a memorial to the dog with her toys, a rosary, and a Jesus candle. She spoke to her every day as if she was still there. One day, Maureen took out a ball and said, Yaba, here's your ball. Come on, let's play. The ball moved. It was sitting still on the floor and rolled. Then it happened again. She felt something brush against her, though she was alone. She believes it was the ghost of Yaba letting her know all was well as she's still with her owner in spirit. Oh, I like that. That's sweet. Oh, I like this one, too. Oh, boy. Demon cat of the Capitol. <laughs> the picture yes. is wild. The United States Capitol building is said to be haunted by the ghost of a cat. The demonic kitty cat is said to have glowing red eyes and appears out of nowhere to scare passerby. Wait, like the capital as in the U.S. capital? I'm assuming. I... Well, I mean, that place is yes. filled with demons, so uh, it's appropriate that the garden, guardian is a demon cat. <laughs> Some say demon cat appears before important events or natural <laughs> disasters. That's funny. Cool go, beans. Cat, go. It was seen before the stock market crash of 1929 <laughs> and the JFK assassination. <laughs> oh, shit. This is a wild kitty. The Washington, D.C. female roller skating team, the Demon Cats, is named after the satanic kitty. Love it. I like it. it. Go, for, go them. This is strange. This title, The Benign Creepy Terrier of the Holly Hotel. <laughs> what? Oh. How can it be benign but creepy? What's happening? The historic Holly Hotel is one of the most notorious haunted places uh, in Michigan. World-famous ghostbuster Norman Gauthier, a professor of parapsychology, visited the hotel in 1989 and declared the joint loaded with spirits. Then, <laughs> many independent groups have uh, since then investigated the hotel. Numerous visitors have reported smelling cigar smoke and floral perfume and hearing disembodied voices late at night in the halls. Mm. Most striking, however, are continual reports of guests hearing and seeing the spirit of Leona, the dog of former hotel owner Mr. Hurst. Guests hmm. describe the ghost dog as looking similar to a rat terrier. Leona ah. can be heard running down the halls, brushing up against people's legs, Phantom barking is often observed, especially by the early morning chefs. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. This one is Preston, ghost dog protector of Nashville trick-or-treaters. Aww. That's, that's cute. Sweet. 
The Poochoo Haunts Nashville's Belmont Hillsboro neighborhood is one of the most famous ghost dogs around. The spirit is said to be that of a good-hearted boxer named Preston, who keeps a vigil over young trick-or-treaters every Halloween. Some Aww. witnesses have heard him barking on Halloween night. Others say if you walk too slowly or stop in the middle of the street, an unseen dog will bump and nudge you along so you don't get hit by a car. Cutie, people like put think out, him like dog food as like a or like cozy a cozy blanket or somewhere. Yeah, it's like a thank you. Totally, to the little little like a uh, shrine set up for him would be mm-hmm. nice on Halloween. An old woman who lived in the neighborhood used to leave a dog biscuit for Preston on her porch every Halloween night. I like you, old woman. You are good people. You're my girl. I like it. I like that. This is good. Uh, there's well, let's see. Last one is all dogs go to heaven on December. I, don't know if I, want to read I know this. me either. I'm sad. I'm sad about it already. <laughs> on December thirtieth, ninety three, Jan Price suffered a near fatal heart attack and had a near death experience. During her NDE, Jan found herself in a strange, misty surrounding. Suddenly, her beloved dog Maggie was with her. Maggie had passed less than a month before. As Jan recounts, she said, I felt her presence, her love, and she appeared to me as she had when she was in physical form, only younger and more vital. According to Jan, Maggie could speak to her in a spiritual way and said, you know that daddy can't handle both of us being gone right now. (gasps) Oh, Maggie. Jan told the dog that she was going back to the land of the living, and Maggie promised her when her time came to return, they would explore wonderful things together. I'd be like, I'm going to go back real quick, kill dad, and we're all going to go explore. (laughs) I can't do this. This seems more rational. (laughs) I can't. I must explore. like, Bobby, I have to talk to you about something. (laughs) It's going to sound tray bonkers. (laughs) I saw our sweet babies, and they said it's time to explore, but not yet. Because you're alive. So we got to fix that. We must undo this <laughs> so we can explore together. He's like, shh, uh. shh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. Can you imagine hearing that conversation? That would be a roller coaster. Oh my God, this person isn't, they're dead. Oh my God, they're back. What are they telling me? <laughs> They, they want us like, both to go back. You should have stayed. <laughs> I can't hang. Uh, uh, okay. Oh my god, my cats are fighting outside my door. Oh, that's good. Always good. Yeah. Always good. Good sign. Good sign. <laughs> totally. The veil deities, is thinning. Right? The veil is thinning. <laughs> I'm just gonna that yell that when mad. things are weird. If I'm in public, like somebody almost like. <laughs> Cuts me off. The veil is thinning. <laughs> someone annoy or someone. Like, hey, uh, do you mind if I just get in here real quick? The veil is thinning. <laughs> They're like, what? Do you, never mind. I got to go the other direction. Thanks. Avocado prices are really high right now. Yes, the veil is thinning. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, I didn't need avocados anyway. Thanks. <laughs> right, right, right. More for me. <laughs> Thanks. Doodaloo. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. 
I think this episode was a gold star. Thanks, Jeffy. Yeah. That was awesome. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yep. Me too. Thanks to you. Not you. Mm-hmm. Her. Not me. Yeah. No, Jeffy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> um. Just Are we spinning? Yeah, we should spin. And also, just... I just want to drop a little bit. Oh boy. <laughs> I just want to drop a little bit of a present for you guys. And it's not even my present to give necessarily, but I'm going to anyway. If you guys aren't on Patreon, you should be because this is something that took place today on it. There is a website that is called pixieland.org and it's pixie spelled P-I-X-Y land.org. Oh, yes. And thank you, Josh. You're the best. Um, big ups. <laughs> like, you, you get, like, five gold stars. Um, guys, do yourself a favor and check out this person, uh, their website. And this isn't me, like, making fun of them. I truly am in love <laughs> with this website. And I wanted to buy a t-shirt, but they're sold out. Josh bought the CD, and he said uh, some wonderful things about it. <laughs> and... It's, like, old school, like, geocide style, and he doesn't apologize for it, literally, on his website. He says that in part of the things he wrote about it. He said that's mm-hmm. what he wanted, and he wants it to look this way, and it's because he likes I it. I love it. I agree. Perfect way and to you know what? make it. There aren't, like, 10 million ads, so... Yeah, and he like, said, right? glorious. He even put that in it. He's like, no ads. You're welcome. Isn't it nice? You can scroll, and things don't pop up. I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. He is the embodiment of, uh, I think he, it could be they, he's they, because he says he doesn't feel like Peter Pan is a he or she. So he, like, they They. embodiment, because to me, Peter Pan is a he, so it's really confusing for my brain. But they, this person on this website, everything is magical on it, and you need to check it out. He's had a, they have had a bajillion, um... Their, like, number counter for visits to the website mm-hmm. is wildly high. I was slightly jealous. Uh, it's oh wow. outrageous town. Like, what wow. are you doing? Tell me your ways, please. 15 million visitors? No one of those shirts was sold out. That's why. No shit. Um, check them out. Good for them. They're awesome. That's awesome. Everything. Shout out Dorothy. Oh, my God. I'm in love with this oh, website. <laughs> this website is glorious. Yeah. So Pixieland.org. Go down okay. that rabbit hole to Neverland. It is outstanding. Where do they live? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. <gasps> you can click the fashions uh, hyperlink in it. It is wild and I'm here for it. I love everything about it. <gasps> Josh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was, like, drinking coffee and stretching when I saw your comment, and I'm like, I have a second. I can click this right now. My daughter's eating breakfast. Wow, wow, wow. And then I clicked it. Yeah, it is a lot. And it's the best. Again, I sound like I'm making fun, but, like, I just am very excited. I haven't seen anything like this in a long time, and I really enjoy it. (laughs) This just is, like, the happiest website I've ever been on. Yeah, dude. I love it. Guys, happy. you're welcome. I love this so much. You can direct your thank yous uh, telepathically to Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. This person um, that does this. Also, if you take pictures of yourself in pixie wear, you can upload them to... We must. This website. 
<laughs> and he will they will share them excuse me oh my god this is so cool it's wild okay, it's a wild ride we must <laughs> pixie friends page oh my god i love this it's a lot okay. it's a lot to dig in and it's a I lot really to navigate because there's no menu the page it's just like link text like hyperlink text, yes and it's a lot um, to figure out um, it's much easier to navigate on a computer yes million percent yeah yes. yeah yeah okay um oh we are we gonna spin i don't know because it's spooky month maybe we shouldn't uh, maybe we should figure out something for okay secret for just off okay guys you will be surprised by surprised the next episode i don't know what's gonna happen we all will be it's gonna be maybe we'll out spook each other or something oh god (laughs) I can get real dark real fast. I know. Real twisted. Let's do it. Okay. It's a possibility. (laughs) Definitely do it on Patreon. I feel like that's a safe space. (laughs) It kind of is. This episode is so wild. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. Join us later when we talk about other things. We spook each other out. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? All right. Well, this is the Night Guys podcast. I never gave our intro. That's who we are. Uh, you should know that because you click on our links. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm Liana America. All right. Bye. bye.